was a bitcoin Bitcoiners, I just got off with Brian Harrington. He is the man. He is an absolute legend. I love working with him and talking to him about personal finance, about Bitcoin, about ways to push hyper-Bitcoinization on and bring on Bitcoin adoption in your community, in your family, with your spouse, with your girlfriend, whoever, anyone you are involved with personal finances in, you need to get them involved in Bitcoin. And that is you know, what we talked about on this show. So I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. It's about Bitcoin and personal finances. We talk about the whole spectrum. We talk about how to evaluate it. We talk about the need for different buckets and what they're used from a Bitcoin perspective. This is a show that is made for hardcore Bitcoiners and teaching you how to uh, talk about Bitcoin with the people around you and help them start to grok Bitcoin more and get onto your Bitcoin standard. So without further ado, let's just get into this conversation with Brian. Bitcoiners, I'm sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Harrington, Brain Harrington on Twitter. Um, Brian and I have a lot in common in Bitcoin and we're actually quite good friends. We've hung out several times in person. Um, but one of the things that we uh, really are drawn to is this idea of personal finance. Brian's done a ton of kind of thought leadership around personal finance and now is making a career out of that and combining personal finance and Bitcoin um, over at Choice. Um, Brian, welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm excited to talk personal finance with you, man. I'm fired up too. Uh, early Monday morning, so got the coffee flowing, but thank you so much for having time for me. Pumped to talk to Bitcoin Magazine. Um, can I say two shout outs real fast? Yes. Okay, sir. super shout super shout out to Bitcoin Day uh, Omaha. I was just there. Great crew out there. Thank you to Bitcoin Magazine for sponsoring them and Bitcoin Day Omaha. I gave a little bit of this like personal finance talk out there and it was really good. So anyone in Kansas City in November, definitely would recommend going to the next Bitcoin Day. And then second, Super shout out to our other friend, George McHale, who's joining the conference team. Very excited about that. and Very excited for uh, what you guys are con- going to continue uh, doing. So, yeah. And then, yeah, thanks, man. Yes. Thank you for the shout outs. Uh, mm-hmm. Bitcoin Day, great crew. Uh, I interviewed them on Bitcoin Magazine Spaces as well. Got the word out about that. And I saw that you were talking and uh, it was a great lineup. Really, really Bitcoin only fantastic content. Uh, so Kansas City, go see Brian there and, and go see a lot of the other stuff they're doing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I'll make it to Kansas City, but I, I am going to make it to their Sacramento one. Um, and just another thing about them, what was really, really cool was how regionalized it felt. Like when I talked about payments and I did my B2C pay server session and talked about the circular economy, there were credit card processing people there, like interested in learning how to start incorporating payments and Bitcoin payments into their um companies and then there were farmers at untapped session on agriculture and so that just felt so good that it's not about like oh come join the bitcoin industry come join the no we were talking about taking bitcoin to your industry and so no, organizers nailed that uh, yeah i mean like so bitcoin day it's a uh bitcoin conference that mm-hmm. is really localized and really what they're going for is a conference in this small city a conference in this small city and really like 
making it localized. And then the Bitcoin conference is a conference that obviously Bitcoin magazine puts on. And the second shout out was for our man, George McHale, who yep. is a legend in his own right, uh, wrote, thank God for Bitcoin or co-authored it. <laughs> Bitcoin is all that kind of amazing stuff. Uh, and he's going to be the director of marketing for the conference. So I am so hyped that that's happening. I think he's going to take the conference to the next level. Uh, he's going to put the conference on a stage that hasn't been put on yet. And uh, Bitcoin 2022 in Miami, April 6th through the 9th is going to be absolutely bonkers. So you need to be there. I know Brian's going to be there. No choice is going to be there. So uh, yeah, a lot of shilling on the front end of this podcast, but gotta do don't it. miss this gotta stuff. Do look up all these people, look up these events, go yep. to the next Bitcoin day, go to Bitcoin 2022. Uh, but yeah, Brian, let's, let's yeah. start talking about personal finance. I guess cool. yeah. give, give, give the authors kind of like a backdrop on like how you view personal finance with yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. So even backing up even past that. So I just love personal finance. I'm just a nerd. Just like thinking about it, like thinking about growing that worth, like thinking about being focused and like purposeful finances that happened all the way back to like my parents, just like putting me on the Dave Ramsey envelope plan and just, you know, learning about different stacks for different things. And so I would literally have little jars in my room growing up where you'd put your quarters and do your thing, you know? So it's like, it's, everything's coming full circle back to that. And this also comes back to all of 2020, I was really thinking about BTC pay server and Bitcoin meetups and thinking about the circular economy. And something that was really striking me is that Bitcoin is not happening in the future. Bitcoin is happening right now. Like we're, uh, you know, it's like, it's like Ben Carmen's uh, pinned post right now. Like we are in the good old days. Like he exactly nails that. Like we are in the good old days and this Bitcoin is happening and growing right now. And so now combining like that excitement with just kind of old school, just traditional personal finance stuff. I'm like, look, there's gotta be a way to look at Bitcoin in different stacks also. And so I'm gonna talk about some things, but that might not fit with just, you know, stacking, saving, stacking, saving, stacking, saving, but don't freak out about that. And don't let that be a barrier because another thing I don't necessarily want to, I'm not necessarily talking like directly to you, the Bitcoiner as like an individual, I'm talking to you about like your family and your community and just kind of how to like, how to make Bitcoin the standard across that through you as the individual. So um, yeah, I kind of want to tackle it in three buckets, checking savings and investing and in that order so that we can kind of tee up different stacks for different things and kind of hear your, like, I can give my opinion and then kind of give you your opinion, you know, on each of those things. So, yeah, I can kick off with checking or if you want to give more context, do it. Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's do a little context. So, I mean, I totally resonate with this idea of like different stacks for different things. Like, I think you should have, you know, they say you should be diversified in like kind of the traditional finance world. Well, like, mm -hmm. And then in the Bitcoin world, they say, well, don't diversify into other cryptos. Mm -hmm. But I think you should diversify your stacks, especially like how you hold your stack, yep. where you got your stack, like all this kind of stuff is diversity. And I think is good um, as long as you don't overcomplicate things. Um, yep. And then again, if you like just have different time horizons and, different buckets and different ways to think about stuff it gives you peace of mind then because you have a plan it gives you kind of like an idea of like how you want uh, to do things and it's not just like here's my one bitcoin stash and i right. can never spend it right? right i can never realize it 
I have to just huddle it forever. Um, so I think it's like your mentality is very healthy. I would also diversify into getting Bitcoin onto your family members' phones. Like if you're constantly only focused on just growing like your cold card, your cold card, your cold card, and it's kind of just this hobby that only you do and only you listen to podcasts and only you, you know, go to conferences and only you go to meetups and you only think about that. And there's not any Bitcoin on your partner's phone and there's not any Bitcoin on your kids' phones or there's not any Bitcoin on your parents' phones. Like then you're kind of like, you're not as robust as you could be like it needs to start spreading into other it you know your coworkers or whoever like it needs to start spreading the bartender that you go to you know all the time um start to really spread that 100 percent. i think yeah. that's that's exactly what and you've been doing that right uh, mm -hmm. i feel like you've been on yeah. the field kind of making this happen with businesses with people mm -hmm. and that's yeah. And that's why I think so. So like last year that really clicked through, like, so we've been, we took the meetup in Orange County from a monthly thing to a weekly thing. And we just started really talking to business owners and we got our first bartender to kind of just like start taking her tips of Bitcoin. And we were super, super thankful for that. And we then, as we were like learning how to get B2C pay server on other restaurants as well, that like was another thing that started clicking through and last year was like right when strike app was starting to become popular too and so what i'm thankful about that is strike app really helped punch through this whole like spending and hodling thing like they are not mutually exclusive like we need to and, and last year i'm very thankful that that kind of stopped happening because for a good six months for a good seven months when we were like trying to talk about this talk about this talk about this the the like the anti-spending and anti just like like not getting it was very, very, very loud on Twitter. And I think we did a great job of just continuing to talk about it and talk to people, talk to people. And so having this concept of like having a checking account of Bitcoin, I don't think is bad. Like have a checking account where you, and I wrote down things that, okay, what would you do with a checking account? You would mess around with lightning. You'd mess around with liquid. You'd mess around with RSK. You would mess around with your own node and like putting the money on your node to start the lightning channels. You would support Bitcoin businesses. You would play fantasy football. You would like pay your friend back for dinner. Like there's, there's so many things. Like it's not just about like, we have this thing of like, well, well, I don't want to spend my Bitcoin out of business. That's going to dump it for fiat. Well, obviously, like obviously, you're not going to hand Bitcoin to a business that's going to do that. But there's so many things out there now that are like, buy a sticker with Bitcoin, pay your friend back with Bitcoin, play fantasy football, you know, mess around with like, there's three, there's three side channels, like three lightning, liquid and RSK, like mess around with all of those. Mess around with putting Bitcoin on an open dime if you've never done that, you know, and so you have to, um, that's what I mean by like checking account of Bitcoin. And I think people do have that. But I would bring in, then like bring in your family into that, you know, practice sending it to your kids, do whatever. So that's what, that's what I think I mean by like having a Bitcoin checking account. Okay. So let's, let's dive into this more specifically. Like why, why is Bitcoin happening now? Right. Mm -hmm. And then why, why is it more healthy to kind of like, yes, save in Bitcoin, you know, and any Bitcoin that you spend and don't replace is probably going to exponentially increase in value. And, you know, that sucks if you don't manage your finances right. But mm -hmm. if you manage your finances right, like you, you can use Bitcoin, help Bitcoin uh, kind of like propagate um, throughout the world uh, without necessarily like forsaking your hodl. I mean, I, mm -hmm. like that's kind yeah. of like my take. Like, uh, do you have anything to kind of add to that in terms of like why it's so important to kind of you know, 
have a personal finance perspective when you think mm-hmm. about Bitcoin. Yes. Like what gets measured gets managed. Like you, if you should have, you should have more Bitcoin. Like if you're, if you're working and creating a surplus, then you can have more Bitcoin at the end of every week or at the end of every month or at the end of every day, whatever, whatever time span you want to, you know, be doing your weekly or monthly check-ins on yourself. I do it weekly. It's like every single Friday, I just check in with myself, see what's going on. And every single Friday, I have more Bitcoin than I started that week with while still having a Bitcoin checking account. And so that's what I heard, like you say, and that's what I think, um, that's what I think people that have already like people that are because moving on to the Bitcoin st- standard is also a spectrum, right? Like you have a lot of people, you have people that have cut up their credit cards and moved on to the Bitcoin standard and they only operate on Bitcoin. They no longer have bank accounts, blah, 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 blah. I'm not actually suggesting that right now. I'm just suggesting like take where you are right now and then move, move one step forward. So like if you've never bought anything with Bitcoin, go buy one sticker with Bitcoin, go buy one gift card with Bitcoin. And you will still see that at the end of that week, you have more Bitcoin than when you started the week with. And so do it once. Or if you're like later, yeah, that's what I would say. Like do it once and you, it's the same way as money. Like Bitcoin is money. And so just for buying lunch, if I'm buying lunch, I still have more money in my savings account at the end of that week after I've been paid and Bitcoin can operate the same way. And that'll start to really like tweak, tweak gears in your mind. Yeah. I mean, I think that that concept to me sounds so intuitive, right? But to other people, like, again, they, they kind of like, don't spend your Bitcoin, use your credit card, you know, and then that's, that's that. Right. So, and because what's the main, like I learned this when we were doing the BTC placer thing and talking to new people. So if you talk to a new person and the new person may even be inside your house, what's the lot, what's the next thing that a lot of people say? Well, I can't spend it anymore. Okay. If you hit that person back with a 20 minute diatribe on like, you know, Gresham's law and like, you don't want to spend good money. You want to spend bad money and it drives out good money and like all this stuff. That person is like not primed to hear that yet. But we all recognize that now that like the time that we're in, we need to find people at the edges and help them like come to understand what's happening. Find people at the edges, help them come to understand what's happening. If what, if what it's going to take for your partner to understand that Bitcoin is better money is for them to mentally close the loop that you can buy a gift card or you can buy lunch with it one time that like, look, this sounds like kind of funny, like Keynesian to be like, oh, spending is good because then it'll drive saving. And that's, I'm not like saying it from a like philosophy perspective. I'm saying from a literal you to another human being perspective, helping them complete the mental loop that Bitcoin is money and acting as money. And it can be that will help them see it, which will drive up their ability to save in it because they've seen the mental loop complete. No, I I think that that's spot on. And if you just think about the average person, the average person globally has no idea what a brokerage account looks like, Mm -hmm. what it is, Mm -hmm. how to use it, why Mm -hmm. they should have it. The lowest common denominator of an investment vehicle is cash. Like that is the lowest common denominator. And that's what people can actually do. That's the crazy thing about like governments getting rid of cash because it's pretty Mm -hmm. much saying like, we're just going to unbank the majority mm-hmm. of people who use who use this permissionless uh, bearer mm-hmm. instrument as value, and that's why Bitcoin is so important to see that hey, cash is here to stay, uh, and Bitcoin is like kind of the ultimate digital instantiation of that. But again, yeah. like you said, for that average person who is only familiar with cash, that is it. You know, a twelve-year-old, mm-hmm. someone in Kenya, yep. whatever, yep. like to see Bitcoin acting as cash, that you know. That helps them understand this is money. This is, and then on top of that, it's good money. So when you do spend it, you know, those, 
those sats spent do appreciate in USD terms over time. So like totally. no duh. And that's why it's such a huge revolution in the first place, because, you know, if everyone is using good money, then they're going to behave differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's why. So if you're like, yeah, it, it, what I love so much about Bitcoin too, is that you can buy as little as like pennies of it or dollar of it. If you're a kid, if you're a kid and you make 10 bucks a week from your parents, like you, then you can coach your kids to put half of that or a quarter of that or 10% of that into Bitcoin. Like have them buy a dollar of Bitcoin a week. Like just start to coach like those kinds of things. And then as a family, if then you buy dinner off of some Bitcoin app or whatever, you know, once a month to just like, just check in with yourselves as a family and realize that we're living in transitionary times and we're moving on to better money. Um, I, you're just setting yourself and your family up like, you know, so well. And you're, and you're going to end with more bit. Your family is going to end with total net more Bitcoin than you started with when it was just, you know, kind of your hobby that wasn't really connected to your own personal finances. Because that's what I'm nervous of. I'm nervous that it's just this thing where it's like the household finances just are what they are. And it's a tough time. Budgeting is a hard topic, but it's hard to budget. And then it's hard to budget while married. And then if you, as one of the um, partners, has like moved on to a different mental standard that your family is still on the old standard, you're like creating division. You're creating division because you're literally not living in the same reality. You want to both have the same, you know, base currency. And so I'm nervous that I'm nervous that that there's not enough like personal finance, just kind of concepts out there to where. You know, if you're just squirreling away this money into like over here, over here, over here, it's not a part of the, you know, personal mind. Cause I realize that I like, and I'm, this is, I'm talking from like, I'm all, I'll stop projecting and like bring them back here. Like when, so my wife's name's Shrin, when I would just be kind of like orange playing myself, orange playing myself and focusing on like, like what a crazy time to be alive. We have to start taking advantage of this. Like, and I would be doing these things. I would real, I like hit this point where I realized she doesn't have any Bitcoin on her phone. Like she wasn't looking at it every day like I was. And so obviously when she looks at our regular checking account, she's going to have a different gut reaction to that than, than I do because she's only seeing 50% of what's going on. And I'm seeing a hundred percent of what's going on. And so that was when like we, I like personally made the commitment to be like, dude, like we need to use fold app together or like something so that you like have this on your phone. And I got, and she like uses blue wallet or whatever. And, like this needs to be a part of what we're both like thinking about so that we can, you know, move forward together. And that's, that's been huge. Like our, we've progressed like so far past that because of those like slow down moments. Yo, what is going on plebs? We're going to take a break from our programming to tell you about the resurrection of our print magazine, starting with the El Salvador issue. Starting this fall, Bitcoin Magazine will be available on newsstands nationwide and at retail stores such as Barnes & Noble. Don't want to get off your couch, though? No problem. You can also go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. So skip the line and get each issue shipped directly to your front door with our annual subscription. I'm talking four issues a year that contain exclusive interviews and profiles with leading Bitcoiners, actionable insights on the state of the market, breaking news and cultural trends, along with powerful photos and artwork from the best artists in the world. Subscribe today and get 21% off using code podcast at checkout. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at checkout. The world of crypto can seem like the Wild West sometimes. Soaring highs, crashing lows, celebrity shills, and new coins popping up seemingly out of nowhere every day. 
Look, we get it, because we've been there before. At Bitcoin Magazine, we aim to filter out the noise and help newcomers concentrate on the signal. That's why we focus on Bitcoin only. Learning about Bitcoin may seem intimidating at first, but we've worked hard to break things down in a simple and digestible format that anyone can understand. Bitcoin Magazine has launched a free 21-day email course that teaches you about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. You'll receive one new lesson each day that covers a brand new topic as we guide you down the Bitcoin rabbit hole with quick and easy 3-5 to five minute reads. Not only do you get the free course, but everyone who completes the quiz at the end will earn some free Bitcoin. Start learning and earning Bitcoin today. Visit b.tc forward slash 21 days to enroll. That resonates with me a lot just because like I've been trying to get my family into Bitcoin and my wife into Bitcoin and it's kind of, it's delicate, right? In the most effective mm-hmm. way, I think it's just give them some Bitcoin, get them access to Bitcoin. And uh, mm-hmm. recently I was very happy. My younger brother had bought the dip. He's 16 and I gave mm-hmm. him some Bitcoin mm-hmm. and, you know, he was like, mom, it's cheap. Buy me some Bitcoin with cash app. And she bought him some Bitcoin and sent it to him uh, to his own personal wallet. And it's like ultimate success right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that too. That does, I does feel really good. It, it feels really good. Um, yeah. My, my high school best friend has like really been, really been taking advantage of that. And it feels good when it starts to, starts to click. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about, um, okay. So we talked about the Bitcoin checking account mm-hmm. and we talked about, you know, just personal finances and Bitcoin in general as a way to orange pill, the people most important to you and the people in your community and just get them exposed to it and to not create division in your, your own family. Yep. I want to comment that your Bitcoin checking account can be as small as you're comfortable with, right? You don't yep. have to make it yep. like a huge portion of your Bitcoin, yep. but let's talk about like Bitcoin savings and then mm-hmm. uh, Bitcoin investing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you want to talk about uh, choice. And uh, now that I understand your perspective on like, Bitcoin in the family, like I can mm-hmm. definitely see why choice would be uh, a, a really comfortable way to get people uh, involved in Bitcoin. But back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So savings, tackle savings next. And that's how you were. Um, so we talked about checking why. And I, yeah, having when I did the larger talk in Omaha, I did this thing where it was like, I think this is a really good mental exercise, actually. Lay out checking savings investing. And then lay out a USD column and a BTC column and just, and I would just do this on a piece of paper. So checking savings, investing, and then USD BTC. And I would just look at your life right now and write the percentage. What I bet is going to happen. What I bet is going to happen is that when you go checking hundred percent USD, zero BTC, when you go savings, it's going to be zero USD, hundred percent BTC. And then when you go to investing, it's going to be, 100% USD, 0% BTC is most, you know, roughly what's going to happen for a lot, a lot of people. And that's what made me start thinking about each of these things. Um, was, so that would be the full exercise, the full exercise. Cause I like what you said about the small checking account. Yes. Like you're checking, just move it to like 95 and five or 99 and one. Like adult, like obviously we're, I, we, we all understand that we're still in the monetization phase. We're still in the land grab phase. We're still in the like stacking, stacking, stacking phase. And so it's just more about if 1%, and again, 
not all of your spending in the checking has to do with like buying something with it. I just want people like moving it around, moving it around is checking also moving into the lightning channels, messing around, pegging into liquid, pegging back out, you know, using like using use it. Tech. Yes, using exactly. Tech. Exactly. So the checking is messing with the tech, messing with the tech live on live, you know, that's what you're doing. Real money on the line. So then savings, this is the one that most, I think everyone is like nailed with just understanding USD to Bitcoin. But then inside the savings bucket is where we get into what you were talking about at the front end, which I fully agree with is diversifying custody. So that's more what I want to focus on on the savings because yeah, you have, then there's kind of four, there's kind of a quadrant thing again inside savings. So you have the non-KYC to KYC scale of where you're acquiring it. And then you have the custodial to non-custodial scale of where you're holding it. And so for inside savings, I would do another kind of like percentage, uh, you know, exercise where I would see, you know, where are you holding this? Where, how could you, you know, diversify how you're holding it? That's what I would do inside savings. Yep. I mean, again, that makes sense. And I like comparing USD or your base mm -hmm. fiat Bitcoin mm -hmm. and then those different columns. Um, yeah. so let's talk about investing. You know, you mentioned a hundred percent in USD and not in Bitcoin. Like, yep. what do you characterize as investing? Um, and, um, how can Bitcoin fit into that? Yeah. So something that personal finance is broken, right? Because the savings and investing line is continually getting blurred. If we're inside fiat land, there is no saving because saving doesn't pay you anything and it loses. So savings is for losers and cash is trash, which is why there basically is no, which is basically now if you're like, if you're fully stuck in like fire, like, you know, uh, financially independent, retire early crowd, they don't use savings accounts. It's like all checking for day to day. And then it's all about like, how do I get $2 million into index funds and like move to Puerto Rico is like the just like classic thing. And so there is because savings is dead. Savings is dead and doesn't pay any money. What Bitcoin changes, Bitcoin makes savings great again. So we're like bringing the savings calling me back. And then now what I would categorize investing in, I would categorize investing in back to what it's meant to be, giving capital to entrepreneurs. Giving capital to entrepreneurs is like investing, okay? And so let's tap like, and I, because I love your tweets and I love the perspective of Bitcoin Twitter about just like skepticism about IRAs and 401ks. I think it's warranted. And this is what I said in the Bitcoin Magazine piece that I wrote even. Like 2008 left a very bad taste in everyone's mouth. The equities and the stock market in general, broadly, broadly, broadly speaking, is leaving a bad taste in people's mouth. And even what these accounts were built for is like kind of, again, like $6,000 a year into a retirement account sucks. Like when Bitcoin is not one of your choices, like that's not good. And like, we all recognize that, which is where the backlash is coming from and the anti-bank backlash and the anti-brokerage accounts. Like I'm with all of that, completely with all of that. And that's honestly something that like drew me to choice because I realized that I was, two things I realized. I thought, <laughs> I thought that Fidelity and everyone and Schwab and TD Ameritrade, I thought it would move faster than giving access to everyone but it got stuck at the whole, oh, we only give access to rich people. Like it got stuck at that level. And that honestly sucks, which fuels even more of the just like frustration with like these kind of accounts. Okay. So that that's frustrating. But then, and it's like, it also then came with like, 
the more I kept thinking about like owning mining stocks or owning companies that have Bitcoin on the balance sheet, or, like owning these kind of things, I think that's good. I think if that's the only choices you have, that's obviously good. But what like Choice App fixes um, is like the ability to roll these accounts over, not pay the penalty for withdrawing the money, keeping it inside these like tax efficient tax wrapped structures, and then getting access to physical Bitcoin. Um, so that's and kind of continuing down like the reason why that's powerful is because the structures still you can use bitcoin as your base currency then to start thinking about other investing because back to what does investing mean investing means giving capital to entrepreneurs giving capital to entrepreneurs what's the best capital in the world what's the best money in the world bitcoin so i'm really thinking about like these accounts in the hyper bitcoinized future as like using bitcoin as the base currency still within these accounts and different stacks for different things Gotcha. So acquire capital inside these accounts, hold that, and then become a capital allocator from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I mean, uh, American Hoddle gave a speech uh, kind of along this line at Bitblock Boom. Um, and I think several other people have started thinking about like, what does, you know, a Bitcoin, hyper Bitcoinized world, like what does capital allocation look like? I think the like this idea of like we're gonna start innovating in the world of the atoms again is gonna it was a very strong idea. Mm -hmm. um, so I think all that is is super and I, and I and I agree. I guess where I am kind of skeptical on IRAs and four hundred one ks in general is just not using Bitcoin within them. It's that like I think the structure itself is like is not going to exist when I'm supposed to realize it. Right. Yep. And yep. maybe I'm completely off and I'm just leaving, uh, and I'm just leaving tax deferred, uh, uh, you know, gains on the table, but on the flip side, like, I just don't like the idea of like, Hey, I'm less than 30. I'm not gonna be able to touch yep. this. So I'm 65 based yep. on today's rules. And yep. I have no effing idea, you yep. know, what tomorrow's rules are going to look like for for this capital i would rather have just the immediate liquidity and control and my taxes are paid and this is what i have and that's that's that yep so totally i think i think there's two ways i want to talk about that like use case but then i also want to talk about like the there's also people that are on the flip side that are you know mid 40s or whatever did work their like job for you know one job over here for six seven eight years another job over here for four five six years you know yep. and they like they they got orange filled you know in the last three years but before that they again were doing all the personal finance like stuff correctly and they were you know don't leave your 401k match on the table like we're, we've all like a lot of us have been there like a lot of us have been there in the old world saying don't leave your 401k match on the table and so we have these yep. accounts and so it's kind of like one There's of these a things where it's like locked there and they yes. can't get access to Bitcoin. Yes. That's yes. true. Yes. And so that's like a broad thing. So a broad thing is like, that's why it matters. And that's why it's just continuing to be talked about, continuing to be talked about, continuing to be talked about, because there's people that have already like have a bunch of their money. They almost have the reverse problem that you have. What you're talking about is you're looking forward and you're saying, does this structure work for how I envision the future? And they are like, my worldview has been changed. And this like structure over here isn't working for them anymore. So they're looking for options. So there's that element of it. And so I just want like, that's what we're getting the word out about. And that's why it's becoming more and more of a thing to what you're saying the yes, like why it's also still positive for people that choose to not use the structures is because I also believe in 
it's such like a double-edged sword. It's like, if we use these structures, people, you know, maybe they aren't there. Maybe the government changes the rules. Maybe the government, you know, doesn't allow, you know, these things to be realized as much as possible. Um, or maybe it does work out and all the people that were pushing so hard in these accounts were part of the people that like got got hyper bitcoinization to the part where the rules got switched for everyone because end game like end game is bitcoin as the currency like end game is bitcoin as a currency and even it feels so refreshing to even just be sitting here like talking to you about that end game is bitcoin as a currency like not fiat pegged to bitcoin not like store value with like something else no like literally i'm just like being here like brian arrington like end game is bitcoin as the currency and that's exactly what we're pushing for and what i love so much about this big tent movement of bitcoin is people with bitcoin in their 401k accounts and the most like hardcore coin join like anarchists are all pushing on the same goal and i actually and i actually honestly do believe that i actually do honestly believe that Everyone pushing in that direction is helping this. And every single person that gets their grandma, you know, a cash app account is doing this. And every single, you know, mid whatever professional that chooses like to do this is doing that. And that's what I'm like so thankful for is that we're all pushing towards like Bitcoin, the currency becoming the standard. And in that way, we're like ending the establishment, like, you know, punching through these like power structures that have been there, you know, forever. No, I mean, agree, agree, agree across the board. And uh, I really like it. Okay, so yes, I, my perspective in particular is for young people. But mm -hmm. you do make a fantastic point that there's just so much capital in these, you know, let's just call it 40 to 60, you know, yeah. that could just flow directly into Bitcoin. And then that can be realized reliably, you know, with the current rule set. So mm -hmm. I think that that's super, super interesting and like a massive opportunity for sure. And like, again, talking about like Bitcoin as money, I think your personal finance structure shows that like money is broken, you know, the savings mm -hmm. portion is broken and Bitcoin is just money that works. I think one of my favorite tweets that I put out is like, you know, Bitcoin works, fiat doesn't. That's why it's mm -hmm. going to win. Totally. Straight up. It just Bitcoin up. actually works. Straight up. One, one small tweak that I would just like say to the young people also is, so Roth IRAs, if you just really dig into the like way that Roth IRAs work, you are able to withdraw your principal. Like, so the money that you're putting in, money that you're putting in, it's growing. You are able to withdraw your principal. So as far as like getting like access to liquidity and not tying it up to your 65, they're like, you are able to do that, like inside Roth IRAs. All right. So regular yeah. IRA, no. Roth IRA, you can withdraw the principal because you already paid the taxes on it, right? Yeah. Because a regular yeah. IRA is tax deferred. Roth IRA, you pay the taxes up front, but it's only yep. a one way exactly. tax. But your, your gains have to remain inside the account until you're 65 or whatever. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. And let's think, and so going down this Roth IRA path also, and then combining it with the circular economy, something that I'm thinking, because Another reason why I've like been Rothschild or whatever is because of is because of all the work I did on the circular economy and all the work I did on BTC Pay Server and how much pushback people give about like spending Bitcoin. And I don't I don't know what the future holds. No one knows what the future holds. I don't know how long hyper Bitcoinization is going to happen. So I'm imagining this. I I understand the gradual and suddenly portion that like could happen very soon. And then I understand the like 
long drawn out, like maybe we're, you know, so early. And I, I don't love saying we are so early because I think it breeds um, passiveness. And I don't want to be passive. Like Bitcoin is actively happening right now. It's actively solving issues for people right now. This is hyper Bitcoinization. We're living in yes. this, that's for sure. And so then there's this middle thing in my head. There's this middle thing in my head where it's like, again, thinking about, you know, my parents' age or just like, you know, right in there. If they're like 10 years from being 65 or 10 years from being, yeah, 10 years from being 65, imagine kind of using one of these things and then their Roth sats unlocking at 65. And by 10 years from now, we've gotten BTC pay server in so many stores and so many people are doing almost what like El Salvador is doing that then we have these like retirees using their sats like at these businesses, you know, like that's like this middle ground. That's this middle ground of again, hyper Bitcoinization is happening right now. And as corporate McDonald's light bulbs switch on, I'm like, hey, why are, the, why are profit margins in El Salvador, you know, like, this is weird. Like, this is way better than last year. What's going on here? When that clicks and they turn it on for everywhere, and then the rest of everywhere else is forced to do that. And you have all these retirees spending, like, sats out of their Roth IRAs. It's just continuing to, like, force the power brokers to, like, you know, we have the power now, we have the power now, we have the power now, because stats are flowing as currency. No, totally. And again, like, that's how you make Bitcoin unstoppable is you get the whole world on those rails. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm very curious to see how everything shakes out, um, especially from a monetary perspective. But El Salvador is is very, very interesting. Uh, Brian, in terms of like, just as like, a, to just wrap up the kind of conversation, because I do think that it's been hard hitting like again and i've you know every time you talk about personal finance and bitcoin a lot of light bulbs uh turn on in my head but um you know i guess just to kind of like bring the conversation full circle around like you know the three ways of thinking about bitcoin how mm -hmm. bitcoin fixes money across all three and then the right way to like allocate to each of those buckets like why don't you just kind of sum it up again yeah. Yeah. So something up, I would do this exercise at home. I would go checking savings, investing. I would go USD. I would go BTC. And I would just take a perspective of your life, write down percentage, how much of percentage is in each. And then I would also kind of look at your family and just say what percentage of your family is kind of involved as heavily in the day to day of just thinking about the monetary transition as you are. And I would just try to up the percentage in all areas, up the percentage in all areas. Um, that's what, that's what I would do. I just do the exercise start thinking about Bitcoin as money and start um, start you and just use all the tools that are available because Bitcoin has so many good tools that are available. And so you can use all of them. If you're frustrated with Bitcoin right now, it's probably not Bitcoin. It's probably the wallet you're using or the exchange you're using or the whatever you're using. So I would try all of that. And like my DMs are always open. Brain Harrington, I would download Choice app on iPhone and hit me up anytime. Keep doing it. Okay, so um, before we, before we actually wrap up the conversation, you know, kind of as a, a, a follow up to the conclusion is, all right, let's talk about mm -hmm. actually talking to your spouse, your kids yep. about using Bitcoin, you know, you said up the percentage across all the categories, yep. like talk about that in, in terms yep. of like, in practice, um, you know, ways that you've had success doing that. Um, again, you, you brought up your wife and just getting her involved with fold, but uh, just like yeah. talk about like how to actually have that conversation. Yeah. So I would start off first with like, I would look, if you've been neglecting this conversation, I would have this conversation to fiat first. Like fiat, if fiat is in USD is the base currency of your house 
and you've been neglecting the conversation, you've got to have that conversation first. It's like the classic, like Jordan Peterson, like clean your room. Like it's the classic, you've got to have that conversation first. And you have to, if you, if you're playing from behind and you got to re up the trust just across the board, you got to finish that first. But saying that, say you're in good, say you're in good perspective on that. Then what you got to do is, yeah, I would, if, if like, I'm going to use Starbucks as an example, like the Starbucks has worked for me. I would use fold out or I would use bit refill and I would use a lightning wall. I would, I would do it the whole way through. Okay. I would use strike to send lightning to your own lightning wallet. Okay. And then I would use that lightning wallet to buy a gift card at strike or bit refill. And I would or at fold out for bit refill. And I would take your partner to Starbucks and I would buy them coffee and I would involve them on the buying of the gift card too. And I would then talk them through the entire thing of like, look, I understand that we're using this like middleman right now, these gift card sites, because again, I'm speaking to a very US centric audience because it's what I know the best. Um, you'd say, look, I understand that we're using these middlemen right now, but this is happening in other countries and Starbucks and El Salvador is like taking Bitcoin and like, and I would walk them through the entire thing of how it works. Um, that's what I would do. And then I would look up if, and then if you kind of get good at that, I would look up a Bitcoin meetup in your area. Almost every city has one now. Like almost every city has one now. I would focus on like, going there with them and i would have that conversation i was like bitcoin is better money that's awesome i think that's very actionable too and mm -hmm. uh the pitch has never been easier because el salvador as of earlier mm -hmm. this month became a country that is actually enforcing bitcoin as legal tender so um i think that oh you can't spend it anywhere uh kind of rebuttal mm -hmm. is becoming less and less and less uh effective mm -hmm. because flat out, you can spend it, you know, yep. whether it's liquidity against gift cards or yep. whether it's just and then, straight direct. So then moving into the savings part and do this with your kids or do this with your partner or whatever, moving into the savings part, get a wallet on their phone. Because actually taking the exercise above that, the exercise above that, you should send lightning to their phone and have them buy the gift card. Okay. Again, push all of this on, like make it a team activity. Okay. And then have them What's probably going to happen, what's probably going to happen then at Starbucks is it's going to click and say, wait a minute, but I thought you said we didn't want to spend Bitcoin. Like you've been talking to me for a year and a half about how we don't want to spend Bitcoin. Like what, what changed, right? Okay. And then you have that conversation. You go, look, I, that is the current transition that we're at, but I want you to be involved in this. Okay. And so I want you to have this on your phone. And so let's figure out a way for your stack to be increasing on your phone. And, and if you choose to not spend it, then great. Like, and then you're like, that's why strike apps for then. And you're, you know, you're building the bit. We all have our Bitcoin folder on our, you're building their Bitcoin folder, build their Bitcoin folder. You got to do it. And so then move them along down the path of savings. I love that, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, my wife is, you know, she, she's a hodler and she has Bitcoin, but like, you know, I'm building our stash, right. I'm kind of mm -hmm. like the captain of that and uh, I need to get her more involved. Right. And, uh, and I need to build her Bitcoin folder. I got a Bitcoin folder on my phone and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think she's on lolly and fold, but it could, her folder could definitely uh, get filled up with more tools as well. Totally. Totally. Gotta build the tools. Um, and then, so, and then moving past that, like I would really, like I've seen success and I've had people message me that like they're messaging choice app, like to their parents, so they're messaging choice app to their parents or messaging choice app, you know, to their coworker. That is, you know, if, if you're like, let's look at that example. Say you're not like your friend. Okay. Your friend, that's kind of weird to take them down. I mean, maybe it's not weird, but it could be weird to like try to take them down like the coffee day route of like, you would like with your partner, be like, dude, like this, like you have to take this seriously, blah, blah. But if they're just still stuck in, you know, 
like Robin Hood, like trying to do the whole stock thing or like people at the gym, like whatever, then just meet them where they're at with that and text them like their retirement app. And that's the whole thing of like the, we, the stacks are built all the way through each of these categories. So if you, or if your parents, like they're closer to retirement or da da da, like they are on fixed income, like, but you know, they have this thing that like is losing money. Like, and you don't even have to make, you don't have to make uh, whole transfers. You don't have to close the other accounts. You can make partial transfers. And so it's just a way to, again, like meet people where they're at and be able to text them apps that will work for them. Yep. No, I, I love it. Um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I guess just to close it out, I know we've been closing it out, yeah. but just to actually close it out, um, why don't you give kind of like a last word uh, to the audience about you, what you're working on and, uh, and choice? Yeah. So Brian Harrington, product marketing at choice. Um, I help organize the Orange County Bitcoin network and yeah, the, the call to action to everyone would be download choice app and start a meetup in your area and get your family on board with stacking stats. That's the mission. My DMS are open all the time. So message me and I'll jam with you on this. If you don't have a meetup in your area, tell me and I'll like try to connect with people. I love that. And starting a meetup is easy. Bitcoiners mm -hmm. create mm -hmm. a telegram group, title it your city, Bitcoiner meetup, invite all the people that you can, that you know, uh, and uh, post it on Twitter and just be like, Hey, if you're in yep. blank city, join this group. And that's, that's all it takes to get started. And then you can start yep. building from there. And then you have a community. It's fantastic. So I highly encourage everyone just get started. DM brain Harrington. Uh, let him know that you need some help. He is the master organizer and a legend in the space. Uh, Brian, thanks again for coming on the show. I guess just plug yourself one more time. What's your, what's yeah. your Twitter handle? Yeah. Brain Harrington brain, like in your head, Harrington. Perfect. It's going to be in the show notes as well, guys. Uh, and you guys can follow me at CK underscore snarks. Uh, you know, I might keep uh, dropping some, uh, some thought bubbles uh, out there, some thought bombs, uh, and uh, yeah, follow Bitcoin Magazine at Bitcoin Magazine. Go to BitcoinMagazine.com. Read all the amazing op-eds and all the amazing Bitcoin-only news over there. Uh, and yeah, five-star reviews, guys. You know the drill. Peace. <laughs> What's a Bitcoin? Yeah.